Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. As you know, on our podcast every week, we invite amazing and interesting and fascinating people to come in and sit down and just share the story of their life, their 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 life with God, their faith, their journey. Um, and and my favorite thing about this podcast is that that all of these amazing, interesting, fascinating people they 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 might be your neighbors. They might live next door to you. They you might sit next to them at church, which I think is the best part. And so today uh, we have an amazing, fascinating, interesting person uh, with us today. She's shaking her head at me so. <laughs> but I am really excited to uh, to sit down today with uh, with Lori Cotton. Uh, Lori has been a, a longtime member uh, at First uh, First Baptist Church Shallow Water. She was uh, she's here long predates me by a long shot. So, uh, but she and her husband Tony have been here and servants here at our church for a while. Um, and there's a, a myriad of wonderful things that I could tell you about Lori. But the best thing uh, is that like this summer we got to go on a mission trip to belize together and i got to watch lori serve in the heat oh man it was some serious (laughs) heat too wasn't it like uh, a heat index of 112 you know and uh but i also got to watch her interact with um all the folks on our team from teenagers to all the way up to you know, senior adults and, and kids and people that we were ministering to. And it was such a blessing to just watch the Holy Spirit working through her and to see her heart for service and for mission. And, um, and so I'm really pumped that we get to sit down and have this conversation. So, uh, but you, now you introduce yourself, Lori, what do, what do our listeners need to know? Many of them, of course, know you probably some of them really well, but, uh, but what are some things that they ought to know about Lori? Well, first, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Um, a little bit about me. I uh, would say I'm a sunny day kind of girl. Yes. I love the sunshine. Uh-huh. And uh, when I was little, my family moved to Baytown on the coast of Texas. All right. Yeah. So I grew up a little beach bum and uh-huh. um, my mom and dad both have large families and I was fortunate enough to have lots of aunts and uncles and cousins to, awesome. to grow up with. And yeah. uh, we live life together there. Mm-hmm. And um then when I was in junior high, my uh-huh. family returned to Lubbock okay. and uh, finished junior high at Hutchison. And then the summer that I was going into high school, uh, my family moved across town. And uh, it was there that um, I met the love of my life. <laughs> and my sister and I couldn't wait to get unpacked, uh, to get a room unpacked and yeah. uh, to hit the neighborhood to, in search of the cute guys that lived in the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, like every junior high girl in the history of the world, yes. That's right. And so we, after a couple of hundred trips around the block and, you know, three or four days later or whatever, I spotted this really cute guy. Uh Uh-oh. And he just so happened that he lived two doors down from us. And so I called dibs on him. (laughs) The the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) No, truly, all teasing aside, but my family... uh, They've always said, you know, that the Holy Spirit let us move or directed us to move so that I could find my soulmate. Yeah. And, wow. And um, they they all to this day will tell you that story, you know, mm. that, that, that 
that's why we moved to 42nd Street is right. so that I could find Tony. But So you could um, move in two yeah, doors down right. from Tony. That's awesome. <laughs> but the, um, I've always said that, you know, it's God that writes the most beautiful love stories, and yeah, he truly does. And I'm, I'm fortunate to live a beautiful love story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony and I dated all through high school, yeah. and then uh, we married young. Uh-huh. I'm just a little bit older than Tony, but I graduated, and then he graduated with honors early. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so then we, he graduated in December. We married the following August. Um, we're married five years, and then we had our son, Casey. All right. And then three years after that, we had our daughter, Misty. And um, Casey and Holly, um, our daughter-in-law, they live here in Shallow Water. Yes, yeah. And they have Brooks and David. Uh-huh. And then our daughter and son-in-law have four kids. They have Eberly, Sage, Callahan, and Denver. All right. So we have six grandchildren, all under the age of nine. And uh, we are blessed that we live close, that, yeah. we, get, that we get to do life with one another, you know, yeah. and, um, there are both, both families are, um, involved in other churches and, uh-huh. uh, community here and, uh, Casey, uh, sorry, not Casey and Holly, Misty and Austin live in Wolferth yeah. uh-huh. uh, close to the venue and, um, life is good. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, that's me. Um, we love serving the Lord, uh, together, Tony and I, mm-hmm. we, we, we truly do. And we love life and have gone through some hard times and, we try not to take a day for granted. Right. Yeah. Um, and we we love adventure mm-hmm. and <laughs> and and we we enjoy traveling yeah. and just uh, living life. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's just good. God is good. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's the thing I've thought about you guys from the very first moment I met you that you're like you're up for anything. Yeah. You know, ready ready for Ready, Ready for, for the things. next adventure, yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing that, and I would say this about you, from the, like the very first, you know, real, like I remember the first like real interaction where mm-hmm. I got to hang out with you and spend some time with you was, it was a Sunday school party and it was out at Everly Brooks. Y'all, y'all yeah. would have them out, remember? And so, so uh, and people need to know, in case you don't know, right? Everly Brooks, the wedding venue here in town, that that's your daughter, Misty, runs that, yes. right? Uh, and so, and you guys kind of helped her get started with that. So, uh, so anyway, but we were out there, and and I remember, I remember uh, thinking about you that you have a gift for hospitality. And like, like that may be a spiritual gift that you have, like, because there was just, a, I don't know, you, you're, you were just kind of standing around and you were noticing all the things that need to be done. And, <laughs> and the, and the whole atmosphere of that, you know, uh, that gathering was welcoming and open. And I, I just remember thinking, I think, I think Lori's got to get to hospitality. <laughs> anyway, so, so those are my first impressions of you and of your uh, family. So okay. anyway. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, so, okay. And obviously like you're, you and Tony, mm-hmm. th- like that's a huge part of your life story and of yes. your, you know what I mean? Yes. So we celebrated 42 years this oh, past Tuesday. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm only 14 behind you guys. So I, we're going to, we'll catch you <laughs> one you day go. maybe. So, uh, but anyway, so, so, but, but I want to hear your, your faith story. Talk about yeah. Talk about how you came to faith in Christ. Uh, who was involved in that? What, what what did that look like for you? That part of my story is is so special to me. I can honestly look back and 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 see um, evidence of God's goodness on my life for for as long as I can remember. Right. Yeah. I truly believed 
I don't ever remember a time the Lord not pursuing me. Right. And that's hard to put into to words. Yeah. But I, the Lord has just always been a part of my life. Right. Yeah. Um, it was my mom that led me to the Lord. Oh, that's she, awesome. um, she is a woman of faith. Uh-huh. She li- lives in Lubbock and she truly loves the Lord and still serves the Lord. And, mm-hmm. um, she, I have an older brother and a younger sister uh-huh. and she is the one that taught us to love the Lord. Yeah. Um, she taught us early on to recognize uh, God's provisions for us right. and would say things like, oh, God provided that. And, yeah. Oh, look, God answered our prayer for yeah, that. Right. And, and those sorts of things. And she taught us Bible stories. She would read Bible stories to us, and she had a wonderful way of of making those stories come to life. Yeah, yeah. And I come from a musical family, my my. Both sides of the family love music, uh-huh. and my mom and my dad's side. And um, it was not uncommon for, you know, aunts and uncles to gather around a couple of guitars and play uh, all genres of music, yeah, you know. Yeah. And music speaks to my soul. Uh-huh. And um, if you've ever seen me in church, you probably can tell that music truly speaks <laughs> to my soul because I, I, I get really emotional about it. And yeah. Tony's just kind of gotten used to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. like, okay, she'll be all right. Um, but it truly does. It just right. speaks to me. Yeah. And, and it was my mom that taught us those Bible songs uh-huh. and the old hymns of the faith. Right. And yeah. she was the one that would take us to church. And yeah. my dad did not um, ever attend church as really? a, as, when I was young. Uh-huh. And um, he... Uh, I'll get to that in just a minute. Yeah. Mom would take us to church and she would take us to Sunday school and then she would meet us for the worship service. Right. And she would take us on Wednesday nights to, and we would go to GAs and RAs. Right, and, yeah. And vacation Bible school. Um, and it was my love for uh, missions that that, or my love for the Lord through missions yes. that really changed me. Right. And I could not get enough of going to GAs. Right. And it was back in the day when churches would have uh, missionaries that were on furlough come and they would um, tell stories and bring pictures, you know, from far away places. Uh They would bring these things like baskets and blankets and stuff like that, you know, lay them out on a table for us to see. And and I fell in love with missions. And I I accepted the Lord at a very early age. I, and I wanted to tell others about Jesus right. and I wanted to go to these faraway places and, yes. and tell the Lord, uh, tell the, tell them about Jesus, right. my Jesus, you uh-huh. know, and that, that's what these people were doing. They were just missionaries serving right. the Lord all over the world. And, um, and, uh, my, when we moved back to Lubbock and we got involved in a local church and we were fortunate enough to serve with youth our youth groups and yeah. we would go on mission trips and uh, we were on a praise team that would help, you know, do some of those mission trips and stuff like that. And, and both of us, Tony and I both just love mission work. Yeah. And then when we had our children, we, of course, the number one thing that we wanted our children to know was the Lord. Right. And we led them in that direction and they both made a decision to follow Christ. But we wanted them to learn to serve the Lord in serve others through missions. Yeah. And so we got them plugged in and we went on family mission trips, mm-hmm. you know, like our church offers. Yeah. And uh, that, that made a, a, a difference in their lives, right. you know. And so when they went to college, they both 
took it upon themselves to become involved in missions, you right. know, and mission. Misty served with a Del. Uh, she went to school at Dallas Baptist and uh-huh. she worked in their missions department and went to lots of faraway places, you know, that yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to go to. But, <laughs> and so missions has always been very, very important to me. And it's just led along the way. And of course, now that we have grandchildren, we want them to know the Lord and two yeah. of them have made public decisions, awesome. you know, yeah. and to follow the Lord. And, but we, want them to know about serving others. Mm-hmm. You know that that's the most important thing we as believers can do is right. to tell people about Jesus and to serve them. And, yeah. and we've we've had the opportunity to collect shoes for orphan souls. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, and then, for Buckner. Yes, yeah. and then for uh, the Operation Christmas Child boxes, yeah, you right. know, and we've, we've shopped and we've packed boxes, we've prayed over them, we've colored on them, and the cool thing about that is we can track our boxes. Yes. And so yeah. we show them YouTube videos, you know, of them carrying them on camels and uh, yeah, yeah. trains. Uh-huh. And, and, and then we, you know, we'll drag out the map and see where our boxes landed. Uh-huh. And, and that's just another way that we can get our grandchildren, our family involved in missions because it is so important. And yeah. like you mentioned, we talked about it earlier about Belize and uh-huh. that opportunity. That was life-changing for Tony and I. Just right. to, and I'm so thankful that we uh, were able to um, make a commitment to those people in Belize. Yeah. That we we want to go back and we yes. want to, you know, do more to help them and to, you know, yeah. love on them. And I'm, I'm, I'm reminded, you know, of the... Uh, the song that says, you know, across the street or around the world, the mission uh-huh. is the same. You yeah. Know, go, and, and that's what we are. I honestly thought, okay, I'll become a missionary, you know, right. like when I was young and, 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 but we're all missionaries. Mm-hmm. We, we, tr- we truly are. We, and God calls us to that. Yeah. And, and so that's what we strive for is we, we, I just want to tell people about Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. And I've, we, Tony and I and our family, have walked through some difficult times. I mentioned my dad. My yeah. dad did not go um, to church at all. He uh-huh. just was not. And I questioned that. It's, I don't remember at what age, but I said, hey, Dad, why don't you go to church? You right, know, like, yeah. We go to church. Why don't you go to church? And he said, Laurie, it's a long story. He said, mm. but I'll tell you about it someday. Oh, okay. And um, he had a really hard life. And he had a lot of anger issues. And at that time, they didn't have resources available right. like they do today. Yeah. But, and so he just had a lot of pent-up anger, you know, just uh-huh. it. And he he never went with us to church. But when I asked him that question, and he told me, I'll tell you about it. He said, Laurie, um, I'll tell you about it. Maybe I'll tell you about it someday. And he said, but I really do think you just need to go to church with your mom. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So then when I, uh, sorry, <laughs> your cords off. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked my mom about it one day, you know, right. and I was like, mom, why doesn't dad go to church with us? And she said, uh, cause I know my brother and sister and I talked about it, you know, and yeah. she said, he just doesn't know the Lord like we do, hmm. but she said, we'll pray for him. Yeah. And, and boy, do we ever, we, yeah. I mean, we, we truly prayed for him and, and my dad was not, saved uh didn't make a decision to follow christ until i was almost married wow and so all my childhood, all those years all those years he he 
just did not go to church with us. Yeah. And um, he would sing songs that my mom would sing or whatever, right. but, he, you know, he, he didn't, he, he, he wasn't walking with the Lord. Right. And um, a friend of ours uh, shared the gospel with him, uh-huh. and he made a decision, and he lived his life for the uh, for the Lord after that. Yeah. But um, that's a whole nother story. But this, um, my dad's days were numbered, just like everybody's are right. numbered. And at the age of 49, he had a massive stroke. Wow. Um, and he um, died at an early age. Man. And, but I'm thankful that he, that he knows the Lord. Right. Or that he knew the Lord. Yeah. And I know where he's at. Right. And, um, you know, the only thing I could say about that is don't give up on your people. You yeah. know, just keep praying. And my mom never nagged. She never complained that he didn't go. I'm sure, sure it hurt her, you know. Yeah, but, right. But she did not. And she said, we will just pray. Uh-huh. And pray we did, yeah. you know. And so. And God answered and, the prayer. And God answered the prayer. And so all of my life, I can look back and see his faithfulness. My childhood was not easy in the fact that, that, my dad, I mean, I've, we've described him as a ticking time bomb right. just because he had so much anger. We did not know what would, who would set him off, when that would be, right, right. or even why. Yeah. You know? I mean, we just, we didn't know. And so that was not easy. And so we, we walked through dark days with that. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's been other times in our lives, you know, that um, I know everybody has trials that they go through. And, and I've learned through all of those trials. One of the trials was... Um, my sister and brother-in-law, my brother-in-law had uh, stomach cancer and died at the age of 43. Yeah, wow. We walked with my sister and, and my brother-in-law through that, all of that journey. Uh, he left two small boys and, and my sister was young. And, yeah. um, but we saw the Lord's hand in that and, and, and how he takes ashes and makes something beautiful right, out right. of, you know, yeah. and, yeah. um, then walking with Tony's parents, you know, Tony's right. mom having MS and yeah, his dad gonna, have issues. Yeah, you, you know, if you're, if you folks listening, uh, Tony, we, we've done a podcast with Tony. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you haven't heard that one, then immediately after you listen to this, you should listen to Tony's because there will be some overlap. Yes. But yeah, his journey with his mom, yeah. you know, in particular, that was just, a, that, what a what a beautiful story. You Absolutely. Know? So, but yeah, but y'all did a lot of helping with yes. her and, and, and then his um, dad, yeah, yeah, then after she passed away, his dad had health issues, and he since yeah. passed away. Uh, so we walked through those times, and um, we had some trials of relationships, you know, yeah. not just in our in our family, but just within friends, you know, yeah. some situations at church and stuff. And, yeah. and those were dark times because those friends were family to us, right. you know. Yeah. And, um, and then... We had a motorcycle accident, uh-huh. um, one of those adventures. <laughs> um, we hit a deer going 80 miles an hour and spent a week in the hospital. And, and Yeah, and you were not, where were you, like in New Mexico? No, we were in Montana. Montana. I knew it was, you were along, you weren't the, near home. No, yeah. the middle of nowhere, Montana. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've got, we both have lots of scars, you know, and, and by the grace of God, we lived through that. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was truly a miracle that we, we lived through that. And, yeah. And so all of those times I can look back and say, there was the Lord's hand upon my life. You right. Know? I mean, truly, uh, each one of those times, um, 
I can I can give examples of sure. God's provisions and right. His hand being on us. Yeah. And um, but there was a time in my life that after that that the Lord took us through a deeper fire, and mm-hmm. um, and I still don't understand a lot of it, but um, I'm learning every day, but. That particular fire was all of those impacted our lives, sure. you know. But but the fire that I'll tell you about in just a minute was a fire that changed me. And mm. um, I'm different, right? And um, in 2003, uh, life was good. Uh-huh. Our kids were in high school. We were serving the Lord at First Baptist Wolford or with. First Baptist Wolford and, uh-huh. and had a couple of businesses and and we're you know doing the org- I mean we were working those businesses and yeah. we were happy and healthy and just everything was good life yeah. was good and we were serving in the church and Tony and I were in the choir at that time and uh, I started having some random uh, health issues yeah and. Um, so I went to the doctor and I, what I thought was allergies. Um, and I was like, people, people were telling me like, Laurie, are you sick? And I said, no, it's just my voice. I can't clear my voice, you know, Uh and I had always had a high soprano voice and all my life growing up. And, and, but I, I was just like, something's wrong with my voice. I just couldn't get it to clear, if you will. Yeah. And uh, so I went to the doctor, and she was like, oh, Laurie, it was the fall of that year. And she said, there's so many allergies. She said, I'm sure it's just allergies. Sure. I'd never had problems with allergies before, but she said, let me put you on some medication. And she said, we'll see, you know. And she said, but come back if it doesn't clear up. Yeah. Well, it didn't clear up. And so I went back to the doctor, and she said, let me send you to an ear, nose, throat doctor. Yeah. You know, just to make sure nothing's wrong. And so she did, and Erna's throat doctor examined me and he was like, no, nothing's wrong. You know, he said, but there are a lot of allergies going around, you know, and just take your medicine and, you know, follow up with your doctor. And so I did. At the same time, I was scheduled for my yearly uh, visit with my gynecologist. Mm -hmm. And that particular day, the doctor was out, but I saw the nurse practitioner and Uh she'd asked me, she said, do you have any problems? I said, no, not at all. Really? I said, I've got allergies, but yeah, I guess everybody has allergies, you know, and just kind of blew it off. And, so she said, well, let me examine you. And she said, well, we'll go from there. And so she get, examined me, and she said, you, your uterus is large, Laurie. She said, um, I know the doctor will want to do additional testing, so I'm going to order those tests. And she said, but I'm going to give you a follow-up appointment, like, in two weeks. Right. And so I said, okay, didn't really yeah. think much about it, you know. And she said, don't worry about it. Sure, You know, yeah. there's cysts in your uterus sometimes that causes them to be enlarged, you mm. know, whatever. And she said, but it's usually an easy fix, if you will. Yeah. And so I didn't think anything about it. And I went back to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, I've got your report. And he said, nothing shows wrong with your uterus. He said, but while you're here, let me go ahead and just examine you and see what was going on, what the nurse practitioner must have felt. And right, so right. He examined me, and he was like, well, I have no clue why this report comes back that nothing's wrong with your uterus. Your uterus is clearly enlarged. Right. And he said it needs to come out. And he said, uh, we'll schedule you for a hysterectomy. You just need to decide if you want a partial hysterectomy or a full hysterectomy, you know, right. and go from there. Yeah. And so we, Tony and I talked and our kids were in high school, you know, we didn't plan to have any more children. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have a complete hysterectomy. 
So I went into surgery and I was in the recovery room and the doctor went out and told Tony that what they thought was my ovary. I mean, my kidney was actually, I mean, not my kidney, my uterus was actually my ovary. And, and that, uh, just by based on what that they could tell it was cancerous. Wow. And so that was the first that we knew about it. And he said, well, I need to refer you for you to an oncologist. And uh-huh. he said, we'll send this off just to make sure. And yeah. that sort of thing. And so they made the appointment and, um, I found myself with Tony sitting across from the doctor's office of the doctor hearing the words, you have cancer. Right. Not only did I have cancer, I had a very rare, never before seen in Lubbock. Wow. Aggressive form of ovarian cancer. Yeah. You know, I was just my, I was like, what? How did this all go wrong? Right. You know, where, yeah. where did this all go wrong? But, um, so as you can imagine, we left that day in shock. I mean. Well, and I just want to say, like, because I think there are people listening mm-hmm. who probably have had, maybe have had some experience that's sort of like this where like in the span of just a few minutes, yes, you feel like your whole world just got nuked, you know, and yes. you've uh, received some kind of information or a diagnosis or something. And you go from like, everything's good. Life is good. And I'm happy. And th- to like zero. Right. Yeah. yeah rock bottom shock. Right. You know, just, Yeah. And that's where we were. We left the office that day, and I remember we got in the car, and it seemed like we sat out there for two hours or something, and yeah. it was just a few minutes, you know. Yeah. But I remember Tony Retch over, and he was like, Laurie, he grabbed my hand, and he was like, and he pledged his love to me all over again. You know, he said, Laurie, I'm going to be with you in sickness and in health, and, you know, with the Lord, we're going to get through this, right. you know. Yeah. And it was so strange, and and it came on so quickly but three words popped into my mind and they were peace power and presence Uh and I said the words to Tony I said well if I'm going to survive this if we're going to get through this Uh I'm going to need the Lord's peace his power and his presence in my life like never before I mean like this is the only way we're we're going to get through this Mm -hmm. and um, because of the situation and uh, they had uh, the local oncologist had uh, consulted with the team of doctors at MD Anderson. Yeah. And they There was just so little research on this particular type cancer. My cancer was made up of two different cells, and um, there, there just wasn't a lot of research on it. So they told me that to consider these options, I could go back in for, as soon as my body healed, I could go back in for like an exploratory surgery and they would take lymph nodes and tissues, sure, yeah. kind of look around and see if there's anything lurking around that they can see. Um, I could do the surgery and immediately start hard chemotherapy. Hmm. Um, or I could do chemo and some rounds of radiation, or I could take the watch and wait approach and, I'm a fix-it person. If you know me at all, I'm just like, okay, we know what's wrong. Let's fix it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and because there was so little uh, knowledge about this particular type of cancer at the time, they they really didn't know what to suggest. I mean, they yeah, truly right. just were giving me, here's the options. You know, we'll try any of these things with right. you, if you will. And, and, and that's a part of my story in that 
the the faith part of that, right? Because that took it to a, my faith to a whole nother level, mm-hmm. you know, if you mm-hmm. will. And so we left the office that day and um, had to go home and make some phone calls to friends and family that had been praying. Of course, they knew yeah. by that time they knew what kind of some of the things that we were dealing with and wanted to tell the kids, but didn't want to tell. I mean, we wanted to be sensitive about that. Sure. How do we, I mean, they're old enough to understand some things, but I didn't want to scare them to death, you know? And so, and we made our phone calls. The kids came home from school and we told them and we had dinner. And I remember it was a long day and we, we went to bed early and, um, Tony just reminded me again, you know, Laurie, we're going to give it to the Lord and, Mm -hmm. and we're going to get through this. And, I remember um, one of the f- things that I admire so much about Tony is he 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 just gives it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He he if you know him he he doesn't worry. He right. just gives it to the Lord. And me on the other hand, I, I worry about things. I want to worry about that. Now. And so, but I remember his breathing changed, and I thought, okay, he's already drifted off to sleep. And which I was thankful for that. I mean, I truly yeah, you gave guys thanks were exhausted. To that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so glad. And it was a lesson for me that he truly just gives it to the Lord, you mm-hmm. know. And he drifted off to sleep, and sleep was the furthest thing from my mind. Right. And I laid there, and it was dark, and and it just the thoughts of going through my mind and I oh, mean there yeah. was such a heaviness that I, yeah. I I can't even put them the right words you know to describe it but I remember crying out and just saying Lord I need you you mm. know just I need you and I call it my burning bush moment because yeah. it, it, it is truly one of those. It was like a movie. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, my world, my life, it was bright in my, I mean, the room was dark, but it was bright. In, mm. And the Lord was standing there yeah. and he had his arms reached out and he said, I'm here. I'm here, Lord. And he, and it was like he was saying, you said, you said you would need my peace and my power and my presence, Lord. Right. He was like, Laurie, I can give you those things. I am those things. Right, yeah. You know, he said um, he had a, a large staff or stick, and um, it was, they were sand. It was bright, and it brought me back to the, my days being on yeah, the beach, on the beach. If you will, which I thought uh-huh. was... It's so cool. So that, awesome. And, you know, I'm like, I can't make this stuff up. Right. It's just what it is. Uh-huh. And, but there was a line. He drew a deep line in the sand. Uh-huh. And he said, Laurie, he said, will you trust me? Mm. He said, the choice is yours. Will you trust me? Mm-hmm. He said, will you live in faith? Or are you going to live in, I mean, in fear? Or are you going to live in faith? faith? Yeah. And I remember dropping to my knees. Mm. And waving my white flag of surrender Mm -hmm, and saying, mm -hmm. I trust you, Lord. I want that faith, you know, the faith that you spoke of Sunday, Hmm. that surrender. Yes, right. uh, Help me with the word. You said the surrender. Um, Pateos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Pisteos. Pisteos. That type of surrender, Uh that's where I was. And I I knew the Lord. I loved the Lord. 
I had followed the Lord. Right. But this moment took me to a whole, a, a different, right. a different place. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, um, I was changed. Mm-hmm. And the room was dark again, but the weight was not there. Right. Yeah. And, and I've, I felt the peace. I still feel the peace. Right. And it's that peace that he talks about in the Bible, that, mm-hmm. that peace that surpasses all understanding. Right. That peace that it, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But all I can say is, whatever my lot, it is well, well with, with my, my soul. soul. Yeah. I mean, truly. And... Um, because I didn't know. I had no guarantees. Mm-hmm. They knew so little about this type of cancer that I had. And I just was at peace with it. Mm-hmm. Whatever my lot, whatever it is, Lord, it is well with my soul. Yeah. And I've witnessed his power, that unshakable power, that right. power in so many ways through this, through this journey, through other trials and journeys we've been on and... Um, and his presence, mm. his presence is unexplainable right. just to know and just to feel, um, him with me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I, I, I knew the Lord before, but it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't want to take a day for granted. Yeah. Right. And I want, um, to tell my story mm-hmm. for hope. Yeah, and, right. I mean, for people that are, you know, all of our stories are, are different. Right. And, but they're still very real, and, and there's heartache, and there's trials, and, you know, I mean, it, there's all of those things that we walk through. Uh, your story looks different than mine, and my story looks different sure. than somebody else, yeah. you know. But um, I don't want that wasted, that mm-hmm. that moment i've always said and will say till the day i die i would not wish that experience on my worst enemy right you know just because i wouldn't but i wouldn't trade it for all Mm -hmm. the wealth in the world yeah i mean just it i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for what what i've learned through it what i've seen what i've what i felt Mm -hmm. and it it has truly been life changing, and um, I want to tell others, yeah, uh, about my Jesus and right. what He's done for me. And Tony and I are working on a book, and yeah, you know, about the journeys that you know the he things that we've that. Yeah. that we've gone through. Nothing more than just for our family and uh-huh. for our grandchildren, you know. And and I want them to know, uh, the Lord is faithful. Absolutely, and. All of my days, he's been faithful, you know, and you know that. And, and there's this moment, like, well, there's this point that we, that God wants us to reach in our lives, where we're able to say, and and you see this when you read scripture, you see this happen in a lot of people's lives, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's this moment where, where um, the Lord wants wants for us to be able to say, Lord, I want whatever it is that's coming from your hand. Yes. Because I know that whatever it is that's coming from your hand is the best for me. And so whatever it is, that's what I want. Right. And 
Um, and you'll see all throughout scripture where there, you know, where we hear, you know, about, about how our desires can lead us to all kinds of crazy, dark, you know, places. But, but when our desires become his desires, right? When we desire what he wants for us, you know, what we receive is always good. It's always good. And now that is, I didn't say easy. (laughs) It's not, it's not always easy. In fact, it rarely is easy, right? Uh, uh, if it was easy, we wouldn't need faith, you know, mm-hmm. but but what we receive from the hand of the Lord God is good. It's far better than anything yeah. that we don't receive right, right. from him, you know, yeah. truly. Yeah, I mean, and suffering, and one of, you know, one, I mean, heartache, suffering, death, loss, lose, those mm-hmm. things, they're all part of the human experience. They're part of living in this fallen world, this mm-hmm. world that's been... You know, uh, because of our sin, right? It's been separated from God. It's been twisted into something it was never intended to be. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so that's part of our experience. You know, uh, but what the Lord God is doing is is He is working in this creation that's been all twisted up. You know, He's working to redeem it and to restore it to the glorious, beautiful thing He created it to be in the beginning. Yes, and. And what that looks like in our lives, if you want to just draw that down to microcosm in our lives, what it, what it means is he takes even the messed up, twisted, hurt, heartache, sickness, those things that we have to, that we walk through, he can take even that and he can turn it into this glorious good. Yes. And that's something only he can do. I've, um, I, I wrote a song one time uh, and it's it's called Scars, but it's the, the chorus is... Uh, your head, your hands, your feet, your body broken and, and bleeding, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and what it's about is about when Jesus was resurrected from the grave, right? He could have been raised from the grave completely whole mm-hmm. in every way, like with, with without a blemish at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he was resurrected, he was resurrected with his scars still in his hands, you know, yeah. and still in his feet. And the, and the, the place where the spear you know, entered his body, it was still in his side. And, um, and in the song, you know, it's, it's about, you know, you you, the, the tagline is, you know, about scars, mm-hmm. you know, and so I can bring my scars to you, right? Yes. Because you know about scars. Um, and, and I believe like that there's this, that there's this moment, the reason why that happened where Jesus is resurrected and he's got these marks in his body and everything, those things, those wounds, those marks, mm-hmm. which just a few hours earlier, were evidence of Roman oppression. Yes. They were evidence of the evil and the darkness that exists in this world where an innocent person can be brutally murdered. Those wounds, that's what they meant just a few hours earlier. Yes. And then just a few hours later, those same wounds, they were evidence of God's glory. They were evidence mm-hmm. of his ultimate triumph over sin and over evil and over oppression, over death, over all of it. And th- those same things that had been these terrible awful things a few hours earlier were now now these amazing, glorious, beautiful, miraculous things. Yes. And that's the power of our God. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what exactly he does. Right. You know, Tony and I, I mentioned we have scars and, right. uh, from our motorcycle accident. And we have scars on our heart, you know, from yeah. things that we've gone through. We all do. Yeah. Uh, but they serve as a reminder to us that, you know, those were once broken places. That's you right. know, my thumb was almost ripped off. Right. And... It's, I still have a thumb. <laughs> yeah. I've got a scar all the way down it. But God healed it. God, yeah. God, God healed it. That's right. You know? 
and um it's what we do with those scars yeah, you know right. that um and that's what i want people to know that that god can heal mm-hmm. god can you know make those scars cover those wounds you know yeah. if we allow him to do that you know and and you talked about earlier you mentioned and it's a it's a quote from scripture but you talked about turning uh you know, beauty yes. from ashes, you know, and that, that's a scriptural reference. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just, you know, it's, it's, you know, we don't always get our heads around the, like the magnitude of that statement, yeah. but that's what the redemptive work of God is in this world mm-hmm. is he's taken, he's taken brokenness. He's taking hurt. He's taken, you know, the ashes of our lives and he turns them into this, this masterpiece. Yes. And, uh, which is something that only he can do. So, so I, look, that's really good information. Look, when if you're out there and you're in the middle of a really dark, really painful season in your life, and you're facing something that feels like maybe insurmountable, or you know, um, what Lori and I both we have both experienced. We have both we have both experienced the hand of God in the darkest and most difficult moments of our lives. We have both experienced profound healing, like healing that makes you look back on the hurt. And it, instead of being overwhelmed by that, the heartache and the hurt, right, uh, you're, you're rejoicing and you're giving glory to God because, because of the miracle of his love and because of the power of his work in our Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. And that's, that, that, that's what it means to serve and, and follow God. Even, even one day at the end of my life, you know, mm-hmm. whenever, when I pass from this life into the next one, even that moment is not defeat. Yes. It's, it, it 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 in fact that will be the the quintessential victorious moment for me. That that is the moment when all of sin and all of death is ultimately swallowed up in victory mm-hmm. for me because of Christ. So there, oh, whatever, what a day! That that's right, that's right. <laughs> but whatever it is we we're facing, right? Whatever difficulty we're going through, um, re- relationship with Christ, surrender to Christ means victory. Yes. You know now. It, that it doesn't that's not that doesn't mean that we, we don't go through hurt we do mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we we don't have we don't have scars and wounds you know we we do we do have mm-hmm. all of those but what if what if your scars could be evidence of the glory of god instead of evidence of the brokenness and the evil that exists in this world what if what if that's what your scars could be and in the hands of an almighty god that's what they can be that's what that's what he wants to, to make them. Yes. And, well, and that's, that's what I want. That's what I want for my life. Yeah. Is all the things that I've gone through. I want to give God the glory right. for it all. So that um, he gets the glory for it, all of those things. And yeah. that, um, and if I have an opportunity to share, you know, sure. with, with anyone, um, if there's anyone listening, I would love to visit with you just about yeah. that. I mean, that, that have questions about that because sure. it, it, it is life changing right. uh, to be able to, to see that and to feel mm-hmm. those things that, and to, to become, to come to a place where I'm at yeah. that, you know, um, hard for me to put them put into words exactly to, what that means yeah to have your confidence <laughs> like to to have your uh we're actually going to talk 
when this podcast comes out, we will have already been through the series. Uh, but wait, there's more, you know. Yes. But the, in the second <laughs> message of that series, the the one that I'm actually preaching this Sunday, it's talking. Uh, uh, your roots will grow down deep into God's love. That's what yes. Paul prays for the church in Ephesus, and 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 that uh, that's what that you're talking about, right? When 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 you experience the love of Christ, when you, and your roots grow down deep into the love of Christ. Then whenever all kinds of crazy things happen in our lives, all kinds of heartache, the world can throw stuff at us, but we're rooted, we're established. Yes. We're, um, and those things, we're, are, we remain unshaken, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, um, and, and, that, and I would want to circle back around too, because, and I'll take it all the way back to the beginning. Okay. This is actually a good place to, you know, for us to kind of wrap it up. But, you know, for you, you know, you're like, so you're, you grew up with a dad mm-hmm. for a lot of your life who didn't know Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and so you grew up, uh, and, but, but it wasn't just that he didn't know Jesus, right? There, but there was also, there were also like, like tangible, there's tangible evidence in his life. There were, there were things where you could, you could tell like that, that peace, that hope that Christ gives. He did not have that. Right? Yes. And, 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 and there was fruit from the absence of that. You could yes. see that, right? Absolutely. So, so, um, so that's why like you're, you're, you, are, and, and there's an urgency around it too, right? Because you were praying for him and praying for him. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to this place where he accepts Christ and then, and then early on in his life, he passes mm-hmm. away. And so, so for you, you're, it's just kind of part of your DNA, this urgency yes. for people to know the love and the peace and the hope mm-hmm. and the freedom that Christ brings. Yes. You know? Because your dad, for most his, of his life, yeah. he was enslaved to anger mm-hmm. and bitterness and fear. You know, those things were woven into his yes. heart. And, uh, and you know the freedom that Christ gives. And so that's why there's this urgency for you to see other people experience that freedom because yes. you watched it kind of in your own home. You know. Yes. And, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. No. You know? And my brother-in-law passing away at an uh, early yeah, age. Yeah, 43, right? Yeah, yeah, 43. And it, it is. It, I, there is an urgency because yeah. we're not promised tomorrow and we need, we need the Lord, right. you know, and, yeah. and he, he's good. It, it's, right. it, it's good. Yeah. And he, he can, he gives me more than, anything in this world you know and mm-hmm. um, he it, it's life-changing you know truly I, I know I've I know I've shared this story before but uh but um at my at my sister-in-law's funeral mm-hmm. so we have a common experience there you know yes. my sister-in-law passed away she was 50 yeah. you know and um and at her funeral uh one of her really good friends really they're closer than friends almost family you know mm-hmm. but uh one of her really good friends shared this story about how, you know, she came over to the house. She and Melanie would go walking, you know, all the time. That was their thing that they yeah. did together. But, you know, Melanie was feeling really terrible and unable to do that, you know. And um, and that was some time that they spent together, you know. So anyway, her friend came over to the house because they, you know, wanted to spend some time yeah. with her and check in on her. And this was kind of closer to the end. And Melanie was, mm-hmm. you know, feeling really bad and, and dealing with a whole lot of, you know, really awful stuff, you know. And... uh so anyway, she, she came over and was hanging out with Melanie. She's just like, you know, how can I pray for you right now? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she shared this story at Melanie's funeral. You know, she said that Melanie looked at her and she said, pray that I walk this out well. 
Yes. And of all the things, right, mm-hmm. that she could ask for prayer for, what she wanted, what she wanted was for the Lord to give her the strength to walk through whatever it is that she was going to have to walk through in a way that would remind her children that God is sovereign and that he is good and that he is in control. Yes. And that would testify to his goodness to all of the people who knew her and loved her, to her family and to her friends and to her circles, you know, of all the things that she could pray for, that's what she wanted. And, uh, Amy and her sisters and her, all the, all the, her family, you know, they, uh, they went to one of those, uh, board and brush places and they all did a, you know, a little photo. It's in our house, you know, Mm -hmm. that walk, walk this out well, you know, because, um, God answered that prayer. Yes. And, and when we reflect on those, you know, Melanie's whole life, but in Mm -hmm. particular those last, you know, those last couple of years, um, what we, what we can see now, even though there's grief and heartache mm-hmm. around losing somebody that you care about, right? What we can see now is the mercy and the goodness of God at work yeah. in this person that we loved, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a shining example of that all the way up to the mm-hmm. end. And uh, and that's what you want. I mean, that's what I want. What else uh, matters? Yeah. You know, there's so many things that we... There's so many things that we care about. There's so many things in our lives that we want to hold on to and grab on to and, and so many things that we chase after in our lives. But at the, at the end of it all, mm-hmm. at the end of it all, what matters is, yeah. you know, was it, did I allow God to demonstrate his faithfulness mm-hmm. and his goodness through my life? Yeah. Did I, did I do that? Absolutely. As a side note, Mike, to my cancer, it, and going back to my voice, whatever. Oh yeah, they, we didn't um, we didn't no, wrap that up. Yeah, no, just thought of it. Um, so they they were telling us all about this type of cancer and the, the different cells that were made of or whatever. And they said, and one of the things, one of the symptoms of this type of cancer is, um, it produces a male hormone. Yeah. And um, my doctor's eyes perked or his ears perked up, you know, and he he had this big look on his face, and he was like. That explains a lot. Your voice. Yeah. My voice was changing just like a young male right. going through puberty changes. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't allergies at all. And that's why the allergy medicine wasn't doing right. the thing to it, you know. And <laughs> and so I went from a high soprano voice to this uh, gruff voice that, um, that's not alto or anywhere near soprano. And um, But uh, it, it did explain you know, right. and that was the, really the only symptom that I had. That's right. And, yeah. but so cancer took my voice, but uh-huh. cancer did not take my song. Right. I mean, yeah. this, this is my story. Right. This is my song, you know, and, yeah. um, cancer can take a lot of things, but it, it will not take my story and, you know, yeah. uh, of, of what the Lord has done for That's me, right. you know, uh, at all. And so, um, all of my days, mm-hmm. he has been faithful. That's it. That um, is the truth. And, um, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I mean, and uh, the, you know, the confidence that you and I have too, is that even if that 
even if that story of cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it would have, even if it would have ended in you in your death, that still is not the story. No, that still is not the victory, yeah. right? That the the story is God's redeeming love that will that has bound you to Him for all eternity. Yes. Like that's the story. It is well, yeah. With my soul, <laughs> that's I mean, right. To be able to say that, yeah, and I don't say that in a boastful, no, 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 no. Way. Yeah. It is well with right. my soul, you know. And if I get to live another fifty years or yeah. hundred years, yeah, or right, whatever, yeah. But uh, you know, and and I was good. I, you know, I I was not ready to die. Right. But I was okay if mm-hmm. that was what the Lord required of me. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because it is well. That's right. Um, with my soul. Man. And to God be the glory. That's I right. Mean, truly. So. so, you know, look, that's what we, this is that, this is what our prayer is for you. If you're listening to this podcast, our prayer is that you will be able to say with that level of confidence mm-hmm. that Lori just said it, our prayer is that you will be able to say, it is well with my soul. And I'm telling you, friends, that is impossible apart from the saving love of Jesus Christ. It's impossible. And uh, more than anything else in the world, we want for you to know Christ and to know his love. Paul, Paul says, I want you to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to all the measure of the fullness of God. Right? He's like, Amen. I want you to know how high it is. I want you to know how long it is. I want you to know how deep it is. I want you to know how wide it is. I want you to know the dimensions of that love, yeah. right? And that's what we want for you, too. We want you to know the love of Christ. And uh, uh, because we believe that, you know, there, I, I know folks listening who are saying, man, it's not well with my soul. You know, I'm terrified. I'm, you know, anxious. I am uh, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm w- w- fill in the blank or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I despair, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it's not well with my soul. And, um, and it's not that those of us who place our faith in our trust in Christ don't experience, you know, fear or anxiety or sadness or anything, any of the depression, any of those things. It's not that, but it's that our roots have gone down deep into the love of Christ. And so we can say, even in the midst, it doesn't matter what we're facing in this world. We can say with confidence, it is well with my soul. I know whose hands I'm in. Amen. And, uh, and, and, and my confidence in him and in his goodness is not shaken. And, uh, and boy, that's what we want for you. Uh, if you want to know more about that, uh, there's a link in the description of this episode uh, for a, if, you, if we, that, you know, we want to pray for you. If you want us mm-hmm. to pray for you, you can, you can just, just hit that prayer request button. And, and you can just say, look, I want to know how to make it well with my soul. I want to know that. And it, I, I guarantee if you, you put that in there, I want to know how it can be well with my soul. Put your phone number in there, okay? Mm-hmm. I will call you myself. I will personally call you <laughs> because I want to share with you how you can know that it is well yes. with your soul. So, uh, so, uh, but, but really, ultimately what it is, is it's when we come to God, as Lori was saying, with complete surrender. God, I need you. Mm-hmm. Right? I, 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 make, I make a mess of my life. When I'm left to my own devices, I just sow death and destruction wherever I go, right? God, I need you. Please rescue me. Please forgive me. I give all that I am to you. And that is the heart of the confession that we make to Christ when we surrender our lives to him. And, and in, that, in that moment of surrender, right, 
that's whenever our roots begin to grow into his love. And that's whenever he puts his spirit in us, makes his home in us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what, that's what makes us unshakable. Yes. That's good news, man. Boy, that's good, good news. <laughs> thank you. Lori, thank you so much for sharing oh, a little bit of you. your story. And, uh, and, uh, man, I just appreciate you spending, spending this time. And I, I know you folks out there listening, I know you've been encouraged by Lori's story. When you see her, you know, hug her neck and tell you how much you appreciate her. Uh, and, uh, and, and boy, she would, she's more than happy too to talk to you more Absolutely. about this too. So make yes. sure you ask any questions you want to ask. And, uh, and if you'd like to spend time talking to her more, she'd love that. But, uh, but uh, make sure you tune back in. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a, 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 another guest on the podcast next week. Another another inspiring, encouraging story, and uh, and we want for you to want for you to hear that and be encouraged. But uh, um, but until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then... We'll see you around town.